On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Well, welcome back, everybody. It feels like it's been a long time since the whole game's been back together. We got everybody virtually staying safe distances, except for Jenny and I, which we're, we're cooped up with each other all day, every day anyway. So we got Zach, Matt, Jenny, and everybody here. Hi. Hello. Hi, everyone. You guys, I've not seen you for so long. I know. Oh, my God, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, has I'll, a beard. I think that's the biggest development. I've, yeah. I've got a beard. Yeah, Corona beard. Uh, so this started. Corona beard. That's Corona nice. beard. Yeah, right when this whole thing got going, I, I thought to myself, you know what? What if I just stopped shaving and saw if I could do a beard? Uh, right when we connected on the call here, I asked everybody what they thought. Totally lukewarm reaction. So probably just going to shave it. It's fine. I'm not self-conscious at all. It's fine. Um, but that's yeah, good. that's been exciting for me. Uh, what have you guys been up to? How's self quarantine? Why are you hiding it behind the microphone? Because <laughs> I'm self conscious about it. It's no, yeah. I'm very deliberate about that mic placement. Some people are listening. Most people are listening on uh, on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. But if you're watching the video version, then I want everybody to be able to see that beautiful uh, yeah beard. this beautiful <laughs> mug. I'd love to find <laughs> out. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching this back, definitely like sound off in the comments what you think. If this is worth. It's probably just worth getting rid of. I feel like Jack Sparrow or something, but it's fine. Uh, I think anyway. You can't go wrong right. right now. Everybody's locked inside. Might right. let it go and see what it does. If there's ever a time to do it, it's now, uh, other than on second <laughs> shot where people can see me. So yeah. it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jenny, do you maybe want to give a rundown to everybody about what, what we're going to do in this episode since it'll be a little bit different than normal? Yeah. So normally we do. Well, we still have a second shot headline we're going to do off the top, I believe. Yep. And then um, we have a guest that we had on it for a, a sit down, Beth Reader Johnson, who is. Um, a therapist for individuals and families and couples. And we had her on originally to talk about a um, sort of like a marriage rehab. And now we're bringing her back on to talk about how do we deal with everyone being, you know, kind of, gosh, the, the different spectrums. We've got, you know, some people who are isolated and perhaps feeling lonely. Some people who are trying to manage um, a full-time job with a child or multiple children. And then we have some people who are looking for work and stressed about money. So we're going to dig deep into the mental health factor of that and how to, how to get help things that we can do. So we're going to do that in the second segment, but I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. We did like kind of a pre phone call last night and I felt like I was getting a free session myself just by, just by hearing her. So, so please stick around for that. But we also just kind of wanted to check in on, on our crew and our team because the last couple episodes have just been a sit down with me and um, we've been missing the crew being together. If you, want, if you want a small look into what we've been doing, if you notice Jenny's nice high-end necklace she's wearing. Yeah. This is an Anna, this is an Anna necklace if you're watching. Aww. Oh, I love it. Brighton has a frozen jewelry kit where she's making her own little necklaces and 
And she tried to put one around Daddy, but my neck's too fat, and it just what happened. Right. Yeah, Brighton's a jewelry designer now, so everybody <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sell it. Everybody has to have a side hustle, so we're gonna try to get an Etsy account set up for her, um, Anna and Elsie, Elsa. Uh, I think she's got a career. Yeah, I like the look of it. <laughs> yeah, watch out. on it. Yeah, it's good. Matt, uh, how are, how are you guys doing? I, I've been seeing an animal roam around, and we would love an. Yeah, he he just jumped down. Uh, that's Logan. That's my 16-year-old beagle who's been hanging out with me. Um, I had to take his collar off because he's got allergies right now because everything is growing and he's. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, everything's good. You know, um, it's it's been good here. I think we probably chatted a little bit about this on on one of the last sit downs. Um, but um, getting used to the working from home thing. I don't have an ideal setup. Everybody's seen my ironing board, um, which is right <laughs> in front of me right now. Um, uh, and then my bed is a chair, but it's been, it's been all right. Um, the dogs just can't quite figure it out. They constantly want in here to see what's going on. And they're just following me around like a little shadow because dad's not normally home all day. Um, but, uh, being able to be home and you know, it's the, the bright part about this thing is we've had just beautiful, beautiful weather and I've had the windows open in here almost the entire time. Like to be sequestered at home, um, now could not have been a better time i guess i would say it's it's been awesome to be able to do that and then just at the at once five o'clock hits i just go and sit out on the porch and um you know have a drink or just relax or something like that it's been great and zach and zach you're newly married and now you get to be quarantined up or being newly married how's that going it's going really well actually um you know christine has been looking for work um since before this whole thing started and uh believe it or not one of her leads totally panned out right when this all kicked off and they gave her a job offer so amazing amazing uh she actually got a job in the middle of all of this which is crazy to me so her her tentative start date has been pushed back it was april 6th now it's april 13th don't know if that's gonna land yet or not uh but we're excited about that otherwise it's been good uh i'm still freelancing and and doing podcasts remote just like this one over zoom so that's been okay a few of them have kind of Kind of, kind of slowed down since this whole thing got going, but for the most part, digital media is still doing all right. So if you make podcasts, um, it's not too bad, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the truth of it is, uh, you know, my schedule is all off. I don't commute anymore, so I don't listen to as many podcasts as I, as I have. But there are a lot of people in this situation where uh, they may be, um, you know, don't have quite have as much work as they used to, or maybe unfortunately they've been furloughed, but they do have some time and they are looking for things. So, um, you know, and now's probably a really good time to, uh, to dig into second shot. You want to catch up on some of the back episodes. If you've got a little time on your hands, um, it might be a good way to pass the time, I think. Well, I think the good thing about it is, it, is it's positive and um, I'm definitely not going to be one who's going to bash the media and say, oh gosh, the media is all hype because I don't believe that at all. But I do think that there's such a thing as, you know, boundaries with regard to the information that you're um, taking in. So hopefully, you know, if you're trying to consume something or have a community around you, the second shot community is here and it's, um, you know, for the most part, it's positive. Yeah. <laughs> we try to keep it positive. <laughs> I think we're pretty you know, what's been fun. What's been fun is doing all the like work, uh, webinars and calls and then Brighton come running into the room with her five princess dresses on and, and, and a baby that's crying and jumping on my lap. Daddy, I want to see, I want to see. And I'm like, here you go. And, and Brighton's just like, ah, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. If she was ever going to make her second shot debut, it'd probably be one of these episodes while you're already at home. Um, yeah. but you know, it's crazy, uh, totally off topic, but since I got you here, uh, and we're doing the podcast, <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I saw pictures from Facebook, uh, from last Easter, of you guys in Brighton. It's crazy. The difference in size, uh, man, you guys know better than anybody, I guess, but 
It yeah. is wild. It's, it's wild. And I, I was thinking about what would have, what would quarantine have been like a year ago versus now and two years ago versus now. Well, two years ago, I feel like I was basically in quarantine anyway, because I was just like home nursing her and on maternity <laughs> leave. And I mean, I'm like, I'd love to have a newborn right now because new, having a newborn is quarantine. Um, but I, I think it's, I'm just going to say, I don't think this has been easy at all. We're on day 19 right now of being home. We've not gone anywhere or Brighton and I have not. Um, Heath in the beginning, his office was still open. Um, but oh man, I, I don't have any other way to say it. I, I'm, I think this is very hard. I think it's very, it's very much a challenge. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. act like I've posted some fun stuff of the activities we're doing online and everything like that. But um, I think this has been very difficult, but we'll get into that with, um, with the therapist coming up. And I, should we get into our, should we get into oh, our headline? Yeah. Did sure. we have a, we had a listener send this, didn't they? That, that one of the listeners, uh, sent Kathy, my lash girl, okay. rest oh. in my lashes, yeah. by the way. I don't know if anyone wants to see how good my nails are doing right now. But <laughs> okay, hey, that's not uh, too shabby. There's a Facebook group that I'm on called Rona Ratchet. <laughs> Rona Ratchet, <laughs> that's good. That is basically describing the the beauty woes. Obviously, there are bigger woes, but I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, Our friend funny. Jasmine got that set up, and I just thought that was hilarious. So, so anyway, that's that. But yes, the headline was sent in by Kathy, and I know this is impacting her business greatly because she has um, a. In a business that was it was on, on the fence about whether it was essential or non-essential. Yes, uh, the headline is Collin County Judge rescinds order declaring all businesses essential. Uh, McKinney Realtor sued the city because its orders conflicted with more lenient measures instituted by Collin County. This is, of course, in the wake of COVID-19 uh, and kind of the pandemic. It's definitely affecting the country, most certainly here in DFW. Uh, for anybody who's out of the state and doesn't know, McKinney and Collin County are pretty, pretty close together. They're not too far away. And they've had some issues about deciding what businesses are essential and they're not essential. Odds are, if you're listening to this, you're familiar with a situation like this in your home town where you're at so you probably relate a little bit but essentially what's happened here is our texas governor greg abbott provided a list of essential services last tuesday and he told texans that if you didn't work for one you need to stay home mm -hmm. well that doesn't necessarily apply to everywhere in texas that's going to be decided by the people who run your county and mayors and that's why dallas county and houston have done different things and different counties are doing different things deciding different ways to go about this and Really what this article is getting at is McKinney decided to pass a shelter in place order and, and Collin County said, well, we're going to keep thinking about it and we're going to try to figure out what we're going to do here and, and not really making a decision either way. Uh, I think as of now, if, I, if I'm reading this correctly, at the time of this reading, Collin County has decided that a shelter in place order should probably be a good idea. But um, this, was, this was a problem for a few days well, and in the wake of lawsuit? things happening, yeah, I, I think there was a lawsuit. Yeah, I think that's why she sent that to us. Oh, what was your the, the realtor was suing this the, yeah. the McKinney to say that they were essential or whatnot. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. You're right. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, don't be sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. I was just trying to bring it full circle as to why, <laughs> right. why Kathy was so up in arms about this. She said the mom groups are going nuts over this. Why? Just, really? Well, because people, because people care very passionately. People care about, hey, look, man, I've been home for 20 days. Get your behind home so that we can all be over with this. There's right. that oh, camp. But, yeah, because the realtors want to stay out. Well, yeah, that, and, yeah. Then, and, then, and then there's the other camp who's saying, hey, man, I got mouths to feed, and I'm not touching anybody, and I'm not hurting anybody, and let me 
do my thing. And then there are very much a lot of gray areas where there's businesses where maybe only two people come in or maybe we can hand something off. And, you know, um, anyway, what, what's your second? Here's what I tell you. The, the realtors suing the city's ignorant if in the first place, because all you can do is waste a ton of money because you're not going to win that battle. That's, that's really, that's pretty dumb in my opinion. Um, but the other thing is, is number one, if we all don't stay home for a little bit, then the thing, this thing's going to get worse. I mean, just look at Italy, look at other places. We got to stay home. We got to suck it up. It's not fun. We got to suck it up. The other would be the realtor. Don't, I mean, how many people are going to be calling you to want to go look at houses anyway? Seriously? Like, like <laughs> when you're being litigious. <laughs> I mean, people really want to go out and go look at houses and pick up all the germs they can get. I mean, the Rona, I mean, no. So, <laughs> and, and if somebody called you wanted to do it, you know, go show the house. And guess what? Nobody's going to know. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Heath does not advocate breaking the law. Although I did talk to a Dallas realtor who's saying that what he's doing, and he is able to do this, um, he's able to go in with masks with clients and show houses, or he also just does it with um, like via Skype or something like that. Yeah. I have a, well, yeah, the Skype thing I was going to say, I've, I've spoken to some realtors just through, uh, you know, other, other parts of what I do. And, um, they have really leaned into the virtual home tours. And I think, you know, that, that could be a, uh, another second shot to this story is you, you look at this one who's like, I, if I can't go to a house, then I'm going to have to sue in order to, you know, keep my, uh, keep my job going. Uh, whereas others have looked at it like, well, I can't go to the house. What else can I do in order to maintain my job? And they've said, I can do virtual home tours. I can find some other way to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think in this, in times like this, you know, these restrictions breed, can breed creativity um, in a way that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that I'd be doing shows and stuff like that for virtually from my house, but now I know I can do it. Um, and that could open up, you know, who knows what else. Um, so I think, yeah, they're looking at it in a very, I don't want to say a narrow, I don't want to insult this person because I'm sure they're looking at their livelihood being taken away from them. And that's a bad thing. We talked a little bit of that with Pete the planner of how bad this can be for certain people. But um, there are other ways to solve this problem that maybe they haven't thought of yet or they aren't doing. I just thought it was kind of a weird battle to pick yeah. of all the battles in your life. I know we've had multiple instances where we've, where, where some people would have said a lawsuit is the only way to go. And we've opted out of that. We're just not, it's just, you know, like the last choice. So it's interesting that that would be like the first choice. Um, I also don't know this man's, you know, background and history and whole life story, but um, I was just like, okay, that's a little bit interesting. And to your point about what? No, no. Oh, yeah. Um, to your point about, um, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, the Zach, second shot of your second shot? No, I, I got nothing. Zach, go All right. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, no, I, I agree with Matt. I think restrictions breed creativity. Um, you know, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about since I haven't had as many projects I've been working on for other people, what can I do in the meantime? And I'm starting to put a website together and I'm starting to get a logo design. Like I'm working on my own business. Like you'd think, thanks Jenny. You'd think those are things that like people would be coming around on, especially as a realtor. I think a big part of that job is selling yourself. Why not look how to market yourself if you can't market other people instead? Um, it may not bring in as much immediate <laughs> income now, but think of the think of the groundwork you could lay, the foundation you could build while nothing is happening. The time you have right now is invaluable to get these things done. Of course, it's distracting. Of course, it's hard to think indirectly like that. But sometimes you've got to look at the roadblocks in front of you and come up with better ways to get around it rather than go straight through it. And and maybe you'll be better for it. Right, the road less traveled. Well, that's nothing. That, that that would be my second shot on as well. It's amazing that the things that we're how my business is going to change dramatically after this 
because of so many things that we would have thought we wanted to try and do that now we're like forced to do it. And now we're seeing that there's certain results with it that probably going to change a ton. Like honestly, travel budget should be cut back because we can do some good solid meetings with people through uh, motive, through means like this. Yeah. And, and it worked out pretty well. There are some things that we need to be there with, but I mean, I can't tell you the amount of things that will probably change drastically because of this. And that's the great thing to look at. And I think there's going to be some people that are going to sit around and be the ones that are going, woe is me. And, um, feel sorry for themselves and not do anything. And there's going to be some people that take advantage of this to get creative, to find different ways of marketing, to find different ways of driving those things that are going to come out of this on a whole nother level of everybody else, way far ahead of the game. There's going to be some people do some really big things after this. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. You guys, I really want to get to our interview with Beth. She has so much information. So we'll take a, a quick break and we'll be back with the second segment of Second Shot. you have a good partnership when the most recent reviews of your podcast are actually about the sponsor and how well it worked for them. So uh, yeah, you guys, Energy Ogre is legit. It's the real deal. If you're living in Texas and not using it, what is going on with you? So the way this works is they shop around your energy bills. So if you have, uh, you know, or with a certain company, they will check every month to make sure you're getting the best deal. We have saved more than $100 a month ever since doing this. And, you know, it's winter now. Sign up now. When it comes summer, you're going to be saving insane money. So the way that you get on board with this is energyogre.com. And then when you go to sign up, you will get a free month when you use the code second shot. I don't know. Was this the best financial decision we made this year? Possibly. <laughs> it has saved us so much money. So again, energyogre.com and then use the code second shot. If they cannot save you money, you won't get charged anything. So it's zero risk. You are going to love us for it. You're going to write us a review, not about the podcast content, but about Energy Ogre. And we're okay with it. All right. Welcome back into the fully at home second shot podcast where we have the whole team back together for the first time in a long time. And we figured why not get some family therapy for the second shot team. We're welcoming in Beth Reader Johnson, um, who has a whole, whole list of credentials. She has been um, practicing in her field for more than 17 years. She works with families. She works with couples. uh, She works with individuals in the realm of therapy. She's also been on all kinds of media and interviewed by us as well. And she was really the first person we thought of um, when this, when this turn of events came around, because we want some guidance for us and we want some guidance for, for all of you, especially if you don't have access to uh, a therapist. So Beth, welcome in. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So the first thing we kind of talked about was, you know, just, I don't know, can you give us some best practices for getting through this? What are some of the things that everybody can benefit from? Absolutely. Uh, You know, I first want to just say my frame of reference is cognitive behavioral therapy. So that kind of frames my whole world, which is our thoughts affect our feelings, affect our behavior. And our thoughts are simply the story we tell ourselves. So as we move through this, Every day as I'm charting notes for my clients, I'm noticing if I notice a lot of negative thinking, they're more unhappy. So if the story I'm telling myself, an example of that will be, this will never end. 
then I feel hopeless and despondent and have trouble motivating myself or doing anything but just sitting around and worrying. So really noticing those patterns of how our own thinking affects things. And then we can start to notice, gosh, is this thing that I'm doing helping my thinking or hurting my thinking? What's happening with me right now? In your first segment, you talked about news and how the news media is doing the best they can, but it is often negative. So if you notice that you're feeling really sat and down and wrapped up and you've been watching it 24 seven, a best practice may be to just say, okay, I've got to limit my news intake for a while. I understand that there are people on the front line and I'm so grateful and I'm so appreciative of them. And I'm going to think about them and send good notes to people in the hospital if I want or pray for them. I'm going to donate money. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to pray for those who are dying or sick. I'm going to do everything I can in terms of outreach. But sometimes if I'm not in that dire situation, I may have to turn it off for myself just to give myself a little bit of peace. And also, we don't know how many days we're given on this planet and what are we going to do each and every day to experience joy we all have to sit with this I think of it like a pot on the stove it's on the back burner the small little burner over there and it's burning for all of us we all have so many questions unknowns but what are we going to bring into the forefront of our minds you know to really figure out what we can do with today that might be good you know, and, you know, can we exercise? Can we do a food plan? Can we start meditating? Everybody has time for journaling. Nobody can tell me they don't have time to journal. You have time, you know. So Beth, let me ask you this, because a lot of people are trying to deal with the fact of that are used to having childcare or kids in school and they go into work. So like people that are all now at home, all trying to work from home, say both parents, uh, let's say if both parents were blessed enough to be able to keep their jobs and be working from home, and they have little ones there. How do they? What the how, how do they do? do, they do? Yeah, how, how do they do? <laughs> it is all. I will first say everyone is in the boat where everyone understands. So I think just to give yourself some grace, really self love. You know, I feel like there are two flows in the universe, and I'm going to get a little woo woo on you for a second. But you're either in the flow of love or you're in the flow of fear, and all our reactions come out of those two places. And you've just got to stay within the flow of love with yourself and with others. So, yes, it's going to be crazy sometimes. It's going to be hard. I mean, right now, I'm in, my, right, I'm in my master bath. My son's in his room and my husband's in the guest room off this that we share. And we can't, we all have had to pick our little corners. And I, I said this to Jenny yesterday. I was like, I think those of us with kids who can kind of manage their own school are actually maybe the lucky ones with middle schoolers or high schoolers because there's not so much, oh my God, people with toddlers, you guys. I mean, that's probably the hardest segment. As, as Jenny was saying, newborns, they kind of sleep and eat. You feel like you're in a stay-at-home order anyway with the newborns. It's hard with those toddlers. And I think just to give yourself kindness and grace that you're not all going to get everything done and you're not supposed to be perfect and don't guilt yourself. You know, How about explaining I, I, uh, to uh, Yeah, can you? I feel like they don't understand. Yeah, well, but there may be some of our listeners that probably do. Yeah, they have yeah. smarter three-year-olds. But, but like, how do you explain to the three-year-old Beth that that she's getting to a point where she really wants to be with friends? She doesn't understand why she can't go to the park. She doesn't understand why we can't go to these places. And and it's you can start seeing her getting worse by the days of yeah. not being able to go and be around people. And and are you? Right. I think you can use a version. I would always say you use a version of the truth that's age appropriate. 
So gosh, there's this bad disease and they want everybody to stay inside so that older people especially won't get it. It's not as dangerous for young people your age, but it's really dangerous if older people get it. And we want to stay inside so that they don't get it because we could help spread the germs. And so everybody's decided together, we're all working as a team. But you know what we can do? We can FaceTime your friends. We can call people on the phone. We can do fun videos and send them to your friends. I mean, I think that's where you really try to explain to them in age-appropriate language that this is just something we're doing collectively um, together to keep everyone safe. The hardest thing for me in this time is feeling like I'm ignoring her. Like, yeah. this is going to make me tear up. I just, I hate that feeling of, you know, I try to separate, you know, work from her. And really, I, I think that attention to that age is so important. I think that's part of her heightened issue. I actually started a new job on Monday. So we're both like, it just going kind of crazy. And I, I don't know how to deal with that feeling of like, I'm going to sit here on this call and he's going to be on a call and no one's going to be able to talk to you. And she's alone, you know, like alone, but with us. Right. Well, I think we have to take it into perspective, which is our firstborns get more attention than subsequent children, or certainly if you have an only, we have to think about that a lot of parents throughout history have been working parents, people working on the farm. Kids had to just kind of grab a broom or grab a rake and come on and help out. This is an unusual time. And I think it's, it's not going to be forever. It's not going to hurt her development to sit her down in front of Teletubbies or you know, I don't even know the shows that are, you know, my son used to love wild crats. So if I had something I had to do from home, he would watch a wild crats or two. And I just think, I don't love that, but that's kind of what you have to do. I did a couple session. I've been doing all my sessions via phone or video. And I was on a video session with two parents. So it's like you guys sitting there, we're trying to do video work and they've got a two year old and a four year old in the master bedroom. And several times in the session, they just had to get up and go check on them. Somebody had to go potty. Somebody, you know, needed something. She pushed me. I mean, it's just going to happen. And I think workplace, um, that woman actually said that her workplace has a COVID thing to put in on your timeline so that if it's eating into time where you thought you were going to be working and you can't, that you can actually deduct the time instead of taking personal leave time. So I think it's just, yeah, employers are having to work with everyone, but I, I think we've got to guilt ourselves and do the best we can. And a little bit of extra TV time or a little bit of extra learning to do a puzzle by themselves isn't, isn't, isn't going to be the break or break thing because you're a very attentive mom. And I think most people are, and we're just going to do the best we can because yeah. it is hard to be home without our childcare, you know, to be doing it all. These are different jobs. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We're also talking about, you know, so the opposite of that, I don't know the opposite of that, but, but isolation and loneliness and um, you know, I have a fair amount of friends and I know Zach, Matt, Heath, you guys probably do too of people who are single and live alone and now work from home. And I, what do we do about that? Have you guys been hearing about that too, guys? Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely, um, you know, run into this, not so much with myself. I tend to be a homebody, but there are people I see on Facebook and, and, uh, and, and things like that just kind of, uh, I think slowly going stir crazy a little bit. You know, it, it's one thing to uh, have to spend a week or, or, or two weeks, but um, when you, it's, it's not so much that, um, you can stay home if you want to, it's that you're having to, like, you don't have a choice in the matter. And I think that can tend to 
give people this feeling of of helplessness at least that's what i've seen i mean obviously i'm not a a doctor on any of this stuff but um yeah i do i I have seen that uh on occasion from folks and um um you know we've done the best we can and we we do little things like just go on drives and and things like that just to kind of get out of the house but um i I think if that's not an option for you it's got to be tough I, you know, I do have one friend uh, that's single. Funny story. I actually asked him about this yesterday. Uh, we, were, we were playing Xbox because it's, it's one of the things I do because I'm an introvert, and, which is great for this whole thing. Uh, yeah. and, and I just asked him. I said, hey, funny, funny question. I said, when's the first time you talk to somebody in a day? And he said, well, you know, I'll, I'll get on for work because he, he does web work and, and he'll chat with somebody over keyboard i said okay yeah i got you but like no like actually verbally speak to somebody when is the first time that happens and he was so insulted he was like how dare you he said i've lived alone for eight years i love living alone he said every friend in my life has reached out to me and said are you okay is everything all right he was like i'm fine i love this he's so (laughs) i i guess what i'm saying is like perspective is important and on the one hand like yes i think it's important to think about people who don't have a roommate and are alone right now because you can go so stir crazy even with a roommate, but um, talk to them about it. Just ask them, you know, and, and just see what they think. Cause for all, you know, they may have eight other people in their life who feel the exact same way. So. Um, okay. Beth, what yeah. does the expert say? Well, I just, you know, I found that I, I think you're exactly right for introverts. They're saying, this is fine. This is my happy way of life. I'm totally okay. I think for other people, you know, it is about shifting their attention. If they focus constantly on, I'm not with people, I'm not with people, I'm not with people, that can be hard. But also I do know of single people who have kind of teamed up. You know, um, I was telling Jenny, my youngest sister is living, gone and lived with my mom and they're created a pod together. Uh, She was staying at home and my mom was staying at home and they hadn't been around anyone else. So they were safe to be together. And I know some single people who have done that too. I've got a client who she and her boyfriend aren't seeing anyone else and then they'll come together, but then they're also go back to their own spaces because they're not living together, but they do still spend time just with each other. And I think for people, if they pick a person and they kind of stick in that pod, and they all know that they're being the same amount of space. I think that was, it wasn't originally that anyone was supposed to be all by themselves. And if that makes you uncomfortable, I think if you're at home alone and another person that's home alone, even a neighbor, and you both know we're not going anywhere but the grocery store and we're wearing our gloves or washing our hands. If you guys want to sit on opposite ends of the couch and watch a movie together, I, I don't think that's what we're talking about here in, t- in terms of not spreading, in terms of social distancing. I think to really be mindful and take care of yourself and figure out what you need. But also to view this as, I have this time on my own. So if you've never spent a lot of time on your own to kind of explore what that would look like again, journaling, but no, but really meditation, getting into what home exercise might look like learning how to cook. I mean, there are some things where you may think I've always been so on the go that I've never learned how to do these things that might be exciting and fun. I think Jenny's found a new way of working out almost through this. It's like, it looks like it's been a lot of fun that, been doing yeah. Zoom call workouts. Yeah, I've been doing Zoom call workouts. I'm a very social person. I used to have this weird fear when I did live alone for all of my adult life until we moved in together was that somebody like that I would just have something tragic happen and nobody would know for like a week. So yeah. I really, you know, like other people. And so it's been fun <laughs> to find a Zoom workout at the same time every day. I like everything relates around my Zoom workout because at-home workouts on your own, and I actually have a background as a personal trainer. I've been certified for like 15 years. 
but I'm still not as self-motivated as I would like to be. Inside no, okay, I want to I know about it, Jenny, because after you can tell me, because I have a hard time working out on my own at home too. I love my classes. I love going out for my classes. So it's been a struggle. Yes. Yeah, well, and I'll tell everybody, it's called My Workout Party and it's actually free. Um, oh. it's, yeah, it's um, at My Workout Party on Instagram. It's a free Zoom call. Now women from all over the world are doing it. And it's based on John Benton Fitness, which is a Dallas-based trainer. Um, oh. who I'd gone, I'd been going to uh, for classes. And then these other girls who just are his clients just said, we want to work out together. And they also, it, it, they're, they're doing it also to encourage. And it's a lot of, you know, single ladies and people who, you know, don't have a, a ton of family to kind of encourage people, even though it's hard for extroverts to stay home, stay, stay home yeah. to, you know, do the safe thing. So, so one of the, la one of the other questions I had, Beth was like, you know, typically if somebody's gone through financial issues um they've got things to do you always say keep your mind off of it right getting out being around people and 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 trying other things but it, what if the people that are sitting in that are having financial issues and you can't leave your house that that's hard to do um with the regular advice or is that still the same advice you get more creative or how do they deal with both of those things to, for the people that are dealing with both of them well, you know, I, I think there's a lot to that. I think this has been devastating on a lot of people. I think more people have filed for unemployment last week and this week than in our whole last recession. I think it's, you know, in some of those jobs, I know a dentist who has closed his practice, so he's laid everyone off so they can get unemployment, but he's planning to hire them all back as soon as this is over. So I think some of those jobs will resume. And so if you have one of those jobs, it's just trying to figure out. I know other people who have started delivering food or doing favor or working for a grocery store or, you know, trying to get the jobs that are out there. And then I heard your first segment, which was so insightful, which is, you know, they're telling you, you can't do this thing over here, but have you, do you have any other interests, any other things you wanted to pursue? And maybe now is the time, whether it's building your own website for your own business or, or doing some more advertising online, you know, doing things like that, that could help it once it gets out. But I think you're, you know, we've got to be creative and think of other ways to have revenue. And for some people, that's just not possible right now. And that's certainly hard. I mean, there's a lot of people in the service industry, but I think it's impacting us all in different ways. And here's the deal. We can all get through this together, but there's a key fundamental. We have to be loving and kind towards each other. I mean, if this doesn't teach us anything else. So when you see a Facebook post you don't like, keep on scrolling, ignore it, yeah. right? Be curious about other people. What might they be going through instead of defensive? You know, I've seen people complaining about their color, their nails and whatever, and people lash out at them and say, how can you be talking about this when people are dying? But yet we do need comic relief. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to be light and funny. Right. They're not trying to be harmful. Right, and I've heard people say, well, the seniors in high school shouldn't complain because uh, they, they, we've got healthcare workers and deaths. But everybody's pain is their own. So if we can be open and kind and empathetic and try to figure out what the other person is going through. And also, I would just say this. If you're in a position where you still have work and you have a network of people who, you know, counted on you, if you do have a nail lady or someone, you know, a stylist who helped you with your hair color or someone who helped you clean your house or your nanny and they're not able to come and you're still able to give to them financially in some way. I think that's where we reach out. We're kind. Your card. 
gift card to restaurants. We, you know, making sure with your neighbors, does everybody have enough toilet paper? Does anybody need hand sanitizer? You know, it's just really being there for each other because the more we can think outside ourselves, that's the big thing, Keith. I think if I just stay focused on this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me, this is never going to end, this is terrible, da, da, da. If my thoughts are there, I'm going to have a crap day every day, right? It's not going to get any better. But if I can think, what can I possibly do? I'm supposed to stay home, but what can I do to help? What can I do to be there for other people? Or maybe that's just reconnecting with the two or three or four people that live inside your walls. Maybe you haven't been very nice to them and that's your big job for this time. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. Beth just saw us have an argument before the show. So I'll be nicer after this with the spirit <laughs> of kindness. I really will. <laughs> I love that reminder. I, it is such a good reminder. And here's the other thing. We're talking about finances really quickly. I know we're getting to the end, guys. But for people who can't afford therapy and who are hearing this conversation and gosh, I need more, um, what? or gosh, people who all of a sudden don't have insurance benefits anymore or aren't, aren't covered, their therapist isn't covered anymore, what can people do? What's your, what's your advice to that population? Well, I know that there are a lot of us therapists. I'm trying to put things out on my Instagram page at Beth Reader Johnson um, so that people will just have suggestions and mental health. I think there's a lot of people trying to do that. Your existing therapist is probably doing telehealth, which I like I'm doing secure phone and video sessions. Okay. So your existing person can help you. Also, I will say um, there are groups. Um, there's the Mental Health Association of Texas, which is offering Zoom groups for people. And then there's also, oh, I wrote it down, Better Health. Texas? Yes. And then there's betterhealth.com. And betterhealth.com actually has licensed therapists in your state and they take insurance. So if you're, if you don't have insurance or um, you've been working with a provider who doesn't take insurance and you need them to take insurance, that's a way because they, they do telehealth 24 seven. That's an always telehealth service. Um, but I would just say that there's a lot of therapists out there right now who are putting out a lot of stuff. Just look for the good stuff too. And if you really need someone to talk to, I think BetterHelp or it, reach out to your existing therapist because I know we are all trying to make it work with our clients in whatever way they can. And we can. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Zach and Matt, got your tips. Now you up to date now? <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. so. yeah, I think so. Well, we, appreciate it. we appreciate you coming on, Beth, and, and joining us during this time. We know you probably are pretty busy with, with doing all yours, but it's much appreciated. We, we truly hope – we want to try to bring some things, you know, we're going to do them a little different, um, our second shot, you know, through these next several weeks, because we're going to re really try to focus on some exact things that can help during this time. Um, and that's the beauty of doing a podcast. We can be flexible and we can do all kinds of different things. And that's awesome. We are our own boss. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. <laughs> well, Beth, thank you for having me. Where can everybody find you at? Where, where can they link up with you? Where, where can they see your stuff? On um, I, my website is ERJ Counseling, and then on Instagram, I'm just Beth Reader, R E E D E R Johnson. Um, Facebook, it's also ERJ Counseling. But I just really appreciate you all having me on. I think the more I, I appreciate this because I feel like it's a way for me to give back, and I really want people to know I can shift into something else. I don't have to stay in crisis mode. I can make this day and get joy out of every single day I'm on the planet, whether a crisis or a pandemic is going on or not. And I can still be there for the people who need me to be there and yet get something meaningful out of each day. And I think if we go into our days with that intention, 
God, it just could be, a, it could still be a good day after a good day, even though we're stuck at home. Yep. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank yeah. you so much for the encouragement. Zach? Uh, no, this is where I say where you can find me. God, we're already at the end of the show. It's been too long. Okay, yes. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> we could go on for hours. I know, and also, yeah. And also, really quick commentary on the background here. Um, I'm loving all the art behind you. Oh, yeah. Christine's half of the office. It's great. I love it. It's, it's <laughs> pretty good. Celia, tidy some things up. Don't look over here. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you can find me at Apple Zackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm still doing my movie podcast, Off Script Film Review. Uh, so if you want to know what's going on with movies nowadays and why is every movie theater in America closed, check that out on iTunes. Uh, Corona Beard, yes or no? Probably no. It's fine. Uh, Matt, how about you? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me, as always, on Instagram at MattStoker1. Um, you can see pictures of uh, maybe my home office. You can see pictures of this guy right here who's scratching scratching his neck. Say hello, Logan. Um, he just turned 16 two weeks ago, so happy birthday to him. And uh, he's been hanging out with me. Uh, and you can also find me on the Second Shot Facebook group. Uh, that's if you just search for uh, Second Shot on Facebook, you should be able to find us. Join the group, join in. That's another great way to pass the time whenever you're locked at home. There's a lot of great people on there sharing funny stuff, sharing inspiring stuff, um, just looking to help. So um, I think that's a great way to go. So look for us there. And whenever we premiere these episodes on whenever we end up premiering these episodes, I think our schedule is all over the place right now, but uh, look for us, uh, look for me in the comments there. Okay, you can find me on JennyAndChondo.com and in the Safe Swaps group. We're talking about everything from clean nail polish to organic wine. Facebook.com slash groups slash Safe Swaps. I vote yes on the beard. I vote yes on working with your animals and having them at your home. Ironing board desk, Matt Stoker. It's a good setup. Also, I feel very strong that I need to shame you. If you've not left a rating and review, this is the time to do it. This is also the time to share this with your friends and family yeah. more than anything. Podcast listening as a whole is down dramatically. I read an article with it because people have less time that they're on about. So I encourage you do more walks, listen to your podcast, share this with your friends and family. This is something uplifting that can help others. So please, I'm shaming you, leave a rating and then share it. Um, second shot Facebook group and Ed Heath Oaks and Ignorance on Fire at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram and Facebook. We love y'all. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs>